0: What you say is true. The Shaolin and the Wu Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. You got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, super fly,
1: stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props? Take a big step back and literally FUCK
0: YOUR OWN FACE!
1: It's racial. It's not racist. It's racial. Racial. <laughs> it's It's racial out. It's very racial mato.
0: <laughs> Idiots.
2: Welcome back.
1: Yeah, brother.
2: It's about that time.
1: America. Come on, brother. It's about the brotherhood, brother. I was
2: watching an old episode of 30 Rock, okay? And it's the episode where Jack Donaghy goes to work for the Department of Homeland Security. Okay. This is before the Trump years. Mm -hmm. And he gives an impassioned speech trying to get pens ordered for (laughs) the Department of Homeland Security. Okay. (laughs) And he actually coins the phrase, let's make America great again before the Trump years. But after Reagan. Well, yeah, definitely. Reagan sure. coined it. But this was during the latter days of the Bush administration when that episode well, came out. Our
1: 45th president was very fond of taking his cues from television.
2: Very fond. I just think it's really funny if he actually took
1: He a would never slogan He would never
2: admit it. that Alec Baldwin created
1: on you, 30 Rock. <laughs> if you sat him in a room and showed him the episode time-stamped, he would still
2: he would be like, I don't know what you're talking about. I've seen Alec Baldwin's impersonation of me
1: on the SNLs. <laughs> on the SNLs. It was terrible. It wasn't bigly. It was... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't done very bigly. <laughs> Dude, uh. he's he's great because during this whole... And we'll get into it a little more. But during this whole um, Biden classified documents thing that is happening right now and this is happening there's a real thing we're going to get into the nuance why this is not apples to apples to what's happening to Trump and I've got some theories on things Ooh, I like folks it. but um, this, this whole thing with the Biden thing going down all Trump can talk about is how uh, what's his name Jack Smith the special prosecutor yeah. that's looking into the Jan 6 and the document Uh, theft that he did all he can do is tweet about him he's like Jack Smith I don't know maybe that's been his name always maybe it hasn't I don't know and his (laughs) wife who hates me so much and his wife has a sister like he's it's a stream of consciousness and we've always and I heard somebody say something funny about just him in general these days it's like I'm not sure if I miss him Because the content, the comedy was so robust and rich. Yeah. But the destruction of our planet probably should supersede having a bunch of content. I agree. (laughs) Yeah. So instead of taking, this is what's interesting. That fucking guy has never missed an opportunity to say a bad thing about Biden or the administration or Dems or anybody who doesn't like him. Yeah. This is a huge story that came out with they found documents that were in his old office because he created a think tank, which is what they want to do. Old rich white people love think tanks because it's a great way to accept money and uh, things get squirrely. But this is pretty this is uh, this is uh, ubiquitous throughout government. These guys do quote unquote think tanks. They found documents. His own staff. wasn't the FBI. It wasn't... They didn't have to ask him. His own staff found these documents and turned it over to the National Archive, which is what you're supposed to do. And subsequent... I mean, and then after that happens, um, Biden comes out and he goes, absolutely, I want to give you... I'm completely compliant. I want to give you everything you need. And as a matter of fact, we found more documents. And we're turning that over now. Whatever questions you want to ask, but we're full transparency. And... Isn't it interesting how Donald Trump didn't say a single thing about his documents being found? Very strange. Yeah, right. Because it's almost like it might bring light to the fact that he literally, his lawyers and himself lied to the Department of Justice about turning over documents. It just is another spotlight to be shown on the differences between... Both parties and both philosophies.
2: My understanding is there was a subpoena that was issued that was ignored.
1: Oh. Which not just one. Huge thing. Not just one. Right. His lawyers were brought in and on the record said, We've given you everything. And, and then they, they find shit. So then, they're yeah. they're going to jail. Ooh. That's what's happening. Whether Trump this has been much debated, whether he sees time, kind of not important. It's more important that he catches a some sort of charge so he can't. Ever be involved in politics again. That's been ultimately the gold. Um, And I think at that point, then the crazies on the right might not be like McCarthy, who is a spineless coward, might not be so readily um, available for the crazy wing. Because right now he's given away the whole shop. He's allowing that one person to bring a vote. (laughs) Right. <laughs> to kick himself out. Yeah. He's given uh high-level committee positions to all the scariest people. Um it, you know, so it's yeah. it's interesting. Well, you know, you and I had a conversation via text
2: that we were talking about whether or not we want to see Donald Trump indicted for this one way or the other. Mm. And I think both of us right. felt like actually it might serve the common good if he stays in the game. Oh,
1: Especially if he splits a party. Because
2: he is potentially going to split this party. If, if
1: him and because DeSantis, DeSantis hasn't thrown his hat in the ring. And quite frankly, the fact that Trump did was about a year too early. Yeah. Right. So he preemptively did it. And obviously, his hope is to scare off any competitors for the Republican primary. If DeSantis chose to primary against him, DeSantis would win. In response to that, Trump has already said he'd run as an independent. If that happens, it's the best for everybody. Yeah,
2: I mean, it creates a situation where that party can't
1: win. Can't win anything. 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 It's going to split it right in half, which is what we're hoping for. Who knows if it's ever going to get to that point. This is such highbrow, like, everybody's walking on eggshells. Merrick Garland has been, in my opinion, a little bit pussy-ish about his approach to this. I know he needs to be careful. He's brought in special prosecutors. I get it. But man, it feels like a lot of the stuff that's taken place, especially with election fraud, the Georgia phone calls, these don't seem very ambiguous. No, it feels like he lied, said he didn't have documents, found them in an unsecure location. That in and of itself Is it, it's fraud or at least attempted. So I don't know what the hullabaloo is. I don't know. And I'm it's much deeper than I could ever imagine it as far as he has eight degrees of separation from the event. But it's like, come on, man. What was
2: his wife's, his ex-wife's name? Ivanka? Ivanka. Ivanka.
1: When should, he buried her on the golf course? I was about
2: to say, there should be sort of a hashtag movement to exhume Ivanka? Ivanka. I love it. Because what's in that box?
1: The Roswell files. What's in that box? <laughs> what's in the box? <laughs> um, it's, dude, this is... So this is my theory. Check this out. This is so... Q is going to love this. So my thought is... You have Biden's aides find these papers. Instead of informing Biden that they've found them and they're going to do what they want, they go to the um, National Archive and thus spurning an investigation. Great. My thought is this. What if he does this? let's, Let's pretend Biden's done what he wanted to do in the first two years. He's old. He doesn't want to nest. Maybe he doesn't want to do it again. What would be more awesome than bringing classified documents to light for him to shine a spotlight on Trump's document theft? Sure. And subsequently, if even if they find nothing wrong, which they probably won't, I he probably do didn't do anything that's criminally liable. But even if he did, he steps down. Kamala jumps in, and now if they've prosecuted Biden for that, they have to prosecute Trump for this. Right. Setting up a scenario where it's a win-win and he gets knocked out of the picture. Yeah. Now, I don't think Kamala can necessarily beat DeSantis. Yeah. She scares me. I don't think so. She scares me. Only not... I have my qualms with her as a prosecutor. I don't think she was the best person in the world. There's a disingenuineness about her that rubs me the wrong way. But let's be honest, you know, if it's going to be her or DeSantis, let yeah. the chips fall where they may. Yeah. Especially if there's a independent candidate.
2: I think she would get primaried and lose.
1: I think they would have to primary primary her either with yeah. Gavin Newsom. I was about to say Newsom would probably beat her in a primary. Give Hakeem Jeffries two to four years. Two, yeah, and we're going to be seeing him. Yeah, as a Democratic candidate, they are grooming that kid. Yes, they are, and he's kind of fun to watch. By the
2: way, we got to stop saying grooming.
1: Oh, <laughs> sorry. Oh my God, everybody freaks out. Sorry, oh, you're grooming. No, this is what we used to mean by grooming. <laughs> Mentoring. Yeah. Yeah. How's that? Mentoring. Is that better? Yeah. So it's still wacky. Uh, George Santos still don't know his actual name. Have no idea what's going on there. But it seems like the entire right in New York is screaming to get him kicked. McCarthy has said yeah. nothing about it because he's a spineless bitch.
2: My guess is he doesn't love Jews. That's my guess.
1: But he's Jew-ish. I
2: he's identified.
1: He's identified. But we
2: don't know. Well you can you, but you sh- start
1: flashing Proud Boy symbols and shit. Did you like that? I Heil mean, Hitler with the proud with the O oh, by the way, that O is white power. White that's a white power. nationalist symbol. The I Proud know. Boys just took it. Yeah. But that's a universal yeah, like
2: W P blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a whole thing.
1: It's a whole thing and it's a... Di- why would your hand naturally move in that position? You can't tell me that wasn't on purpose. So gross. It was so not smooth which let's be honest this guy least smooth guy in the yeah. world um it was so not smooth i i, I just don't understand w- where the moderate republicans are there's there's like 15 crazies and quite frankly the rest of them are like just run of the mill republicans of course where are you what are you scared of what is happening
2: well i mean big daddy trump has a, still has sway not as much. Not as much. By a long shot. And I don't think that's this very, very loud minority of uh, Bobert and Gozer and MTG, Jim and Jordan, and Gates, and Gates, Jordan, yeah. all these. I don't right. think they realize just how limited that voice is going to be. I think
1: long term, it's a losing strategy. It's the same. I do too. We mentioned the Tea Party. Yeah, right. They had much. their moment in the sun. They, there were several of them elected to Congress. Dude, they
2: took over Congress for a second.
1: And now I'm they're like, gone. Now they're gone. I mean, this, some of the same people are there. I bet they, so. Yeah. you know, But they're kind of yesterday's news by virtue of a movement. I, I
2: mean, honestly, the Tea Party at this point seems fairly innocuous <laughs> and provincial <laughs> even. Like, almost quaint.
1: With your stupid three-pointed hats yeah, and your you know, candelabras. <laughs> I like I like carrying a candelabra around my house instead of having electricity. <laughs> I'm a real big fan. Um, but no, interesting stuff like we talked about. We're going to get two years of investigations on Hunter, Biden, Hunter Biden's giant hog. We're not going to get any real legislation yeah. passed. The first thing they wanted to do is cut Medicare. They wanted to. Uh, they're going social security. They're Medicare. going after the Department of Defense. Believe it or not, they want to reduce spending on that, and meanwhile, they their bills in actuality add up to a bigger deficit. They always do, and it's been pointed out on the floor. Uh, one of the one of the uh, congressmen from Massachusetts was just like, I, "It says one hundred and forty four billion, and you want to save money? Yeah, like you guys are children,
2: and they want to control where those funds go,
1: and they all well, that's what Congress does: purse strings, brother, hundred percent. You know. And...
2: Obviously, they have a B in their bonnet when it comes to Ukraine and hundred percent aid going to Ukraine
1: because Russia's awesome.
2: Because of course they are. They, I mean, Duh. since I was a kid,
1: yeah, love the Russia. I don't remember any sort of Cold War. No, there was nothing. There really, was nothing that comes to mind.
2: No, that us, us and Russia thing. had. Can't think of a thing. Can't
1: think of a thing. <laughs> um, they uh, first things first. They came out hot out of the box and wanted to pull back the eighty-seven thousand new hires for the IRS. Um, that's over 10 years, which is 8,700. They're not all agents either. You're talking about people working in offices. Admin and people. Admin. So HR. This is supposed to not only add some more people, but also there's people who die and retire every year, you idiots. But their excuse was, and I love this, uh, what's his name, Chip? I don't know. He's a hillbilly from Texas. I forget the congressman's name. He's the guy with the big, uh, you know, Colonel Sanders goatee. And he's Chip Roy. That's that gentleman's name. Big vocal dipshit. He's like, Oh, we're going to have all these tax agents going after uh, the little guys and small business. Dude, they're going after 3.6% of the population, which is the people earning over $400,000. And this is exactly what we did in the 90s Yep. when we had great growth and wealth because people were paying their taxes. I don't, why is this? I don't get it. it. it it's not even cleverly disguised. They're blatantly lying to their constituents yeah. and they just refuse. We talked about it. Like the anti vax shit that, believe it or not, still going on.
2: Yeah. Oh, we're going to get into that.
1: It just feels like I, I, I. You know what we should do first? What
2: should we do? Let's talk about who we are.
1: Yeah.
2: And let's talk about some shit that we are
1: drinking. Let's go. Let's and go. Then
2: we're going to get into this anti vax thing a little bit. And we're
1: going to talk some fun stuff, too. But we, we, we are. We're kind of pissed off right now.
2: We're having a little moment politically.
1: And if we're pissed off, you're pissed off. Of That's course. how this works. It's called the transitive property um transitive that's what i said i said transvertive (laughs) because i believe (laughs) i believe in america same thing and the brotherhood um so anyway you guys know what we're doing here we're the real. We're the real to real to real to real to real, y'all. This is the whiskey reel. It is the whiskiest of reels and the riskiest of wheels. We are flying high above Cloud City, very Zen, sitting in lotus position, oh. looking through our mind's eye at tourists. That's what you want to do when you meditate. You want to stare at Texans.
2: Every week we fly too close <laughs> we to the fly sun. Too.
1: All, all the wax melts and we just fall. <laughs> um, we're having a lovely day here. It's beautiful outside. Gorgeous. It is uh it is sunny, a little chilly, but it's winter, y'all. But it's not too bad, and I can definitely get down with it. It's not a skating rink outside anymore. It's a little melted out. I know we're gonna have plenty more snow it's coming where that back, comes yeah. from. Um, I won't know. Because starting tomorrow, we record on Fridays, you guys know this, Uh, tomorrow, as you listen to this, I will be on the sunny beaches of Puerto Vallarta, uh, enjoying myself, sipping my ties, sitting in 85 degree weather in the sun, and I'm going to be one of those assholes that have a tan in January. That's been my complete modus operandi for the rest, for my whole life. I want to be the asshole winter tan guy. And I get
2: to be that guy, absolutely,
1: and see what it feels like, and then I can just hate, look in the mirror, and hate myself, which is pretty on brand. It is. Um, welcome back, sitting across from me. Uh, we called him the Cocaine Bear last week, and he does still wear that moniker for no reason. Has nothing to do with drugs. He's just the Cocaine Bear. He is the Bobby Duke. He haunts my dreams, and my fantasies, and my nightmares. This is one Mr. Bobbeth Van Noyze, also known as BVN, Ooh. and he's also heir <laughs> to the, the Van Noyze Bitchwater fortune. Oh, man. All you girls out there, any day now, this money's coming through. Oh, I'm that, just saying. When,
2: when that bitch water comes through?
1: <laughs> Bobby seems to be waiting on checks. I am waiting on checks <laughs> constantly. God damn it, dude. Don't remind me. Don't worry about the contractual obligations. Just pay me whenever you want. It's fine. Yeah. It's like the barter system. Yeah. Sure. First of all, who writes checks? I know. That one lady in line at the supermarket. Yeah. You know, you get behind her every time. Yeah. And she breaks out the checkbook. And there's like a, a whole cacophony of groans that come on me. <laughs> oh, oh
0: no.
1: come on, Agnes. <laughs> every fucking
2: time with you. <laughs> oh, guys across from me, you know who he is. He's Sir Antonio Branderas, But today he's bringing it. He's the hammer of destruction. Hell yeah! We know what's happening. Wolfgang Fuck is in the house and ready to drop truth bombs.
1: I'm an island boy. <laughs>
2: I love that, <laughs> buddy. I love that you're going to fucking break from this fucking winter. I mean,
1: nightmare. It's a it's a privileged thing to do. I will say, Rex spearheaded this whole thing. Sure, as much as I like to take credit, she insisted we get the. I believe her words were. I want to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I think that was pretty verbatim. She's going to be your
2: sugar mamacita for a couple of weeks. I like that.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, we're going to an all-inclusive. The money's already done. Dude, you're going to gain eight pounds of water. It's seven seven restaurants and 11 bars. Do the math. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Oh, and we have a private pool in our balcony. Oh, gee. Fair. Anyway, um, enough humble bragging. Uh, Let's get down to beeswax, man. Speaking of
2: all-inclusive and drinking.
1: Yeah, brother. Uh, This, uh, we didn't, uh, Bobby, you can admit, we looked at this and we looked at each other and we went, what? Uh, What is this? The fuck is this? Yeah. Uh, It's it's an oddballer. I'd never seen it before uh, going to our sponsor, (laughs) Wagon Wheel. Wagon Wheel Liquor, y'all. It's in the Town Center Plaza. It's right across from that Walgreens. It's a lot of parking. You can go get some ice cream next door if that's your jam. You I think pick they up have some
2: thirty-ish flavors.
1: I believe they've changed <laughs> and rebranded to thirty-ish flavors. Yeah, I think it's 30-ish. yeah, which is more. Let's yeah. be honest. Have you ever yeah. counted? It's not thirty-one flavors. Have you ever had peppermint ice cream? I've had peppermint bark ice cream. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they- I like it.
2: I don't think I
1: like it. I am going to put that in the category of daiquiri ice, oh. which for some reason is still an ice cream. I know. <laughs> that is the worst shit in the world. Um, that being said, go to Wagon Wheel. You can. I don't know if any other place in town even has this. This is kind of. I don't know
2: how to even pronounce it. Opidin. Opiden is
1: my closest. And so it's O P P I D A N. Opidin. It could be Opidin. Yeah. But let's go open in because I think that sounds a little more sophisticated.
2: So this is an Illinois spirit. Illinois. Wheeling,
1: Illinois. Wheeling. <laughs> which is right next to another place.
2: It is a four-grain straight bourbon whiskey. Yeah.
1: Coming in hot, buddy. Oof. This is coming in hot. This is a hundred proof. It's a Hundo. It's a is, Benjamin's worth a, of heat. This is a C note. C note, brother. C- Note. Uh, this is small batch. 750, of course. This is a bourbon, straight bourbon. Uh, Bobby, read the mash bill and then we can kind of talk about what we thought of it and then we'll talk about the price. Um,
2: As you guys know from listening to us, you're professionals. This two year, four grain whiskey is a bourbon because it has over 51% corn and they're not fucking around with this one. (laughs) This is 68% corn. 15% 15% wheat, which is a high weeded...
1: relatively speaking. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh 9% rye, which we'll talk about, Yeah, and 9% malt, which I think is a kind
1: of a cool very cool. Very cool mash. Very unique. Yeah. In the I know that sounds like we're mint, like splitting hairs, but really it's kind of odd.
2: But when you say it's unique, that it comes through. Like the flavor profile in this
1: is unique. Absolutely. So, what did you think? Of course, because we do our due diligence on this program, we uh, tasted it neat, then tasted it on ice, on the rocks, and uh, what were your thoughts?
2: So, we'll just get the vanilla and spicy stuff out of the way. Sure. That's- It's to be expected. Incumbent. Yes. Um, The first thing I noticed was uh, fruit. Okay. I noticed uh, dried fruits- you brought up apple, uh, dried apple. Dried apricots. Yeah. and th- yeah, yeah, dried apricots. Definitely a heavy apple profile mm-hmm. to it. Little touch of citrusy to it. Jeez. It's got some citrus. Jeez. Um It's a very unique... It reminds me of a whiskey we've done on here before that's... Less apple, but it reminds me of the Clyde Mays profile a little bit.
1: Really? that cause I always, it's that always not as fruity. Okay, because Clyde fruity. Mays is Ooh, like no, the, no, no. the pendulum swung in the other direction. Yes.
2: It's not that fruity, but man, like the apple, especially on the nose. First thing, oh, no. It jumps out of the glass. First thing to hit me was jumps out like of the apples, apples, apples. I got apples.
1: that and dried apricots and like yeah. a orange oil. Ooh, okay. Yeah, like yeah, the essence of orange. yeah. 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 Yeah, I get that. But what did you get? Uh, so we tried it neat, which obviously it's hot. It's a hundred percent, but different it is, hot.
2: It is not mouth hot. Agreed. I mean, like we would expect a hundred proof whiskey to taste like goddamn kerosene initially. Yeah,
1: but it doesn't. Well, you look at those, and we always say this, and it's no way disparaging bullet, but we always say bullets ninety five. And, man, that feels like turpentine half the time. Yes. And it's because they don't they don't round it out. It's a very abrasive, astringent alcohol. But clearly, Bullet is mixed to, uh, made to mix. There, this is not a... I see people drink bur, uh, Bullet neat and on the rocks. I'm like, ugh. You're doing that just because like you think you should? It, yeah. Like, it, it's built to mix, right? You're kind this, of punishing yourself. Right. This, on the other hand, at 100 Proof... How did it wear on the palate for you? It's not hot on the palate. It's not hot on the
2: palate. I think it finishes really, really soft. Yeah. Which I think is nice. Initial heat, it, it's its a hunter proof. You're not gonna get away from it no. having a touch of heat to it. But I think that initial wave of spices and fruit and everything that you get out of this profile, it finishes so soft and silky on your mouth. And um, I think this is definitely a sipper for me. Yeah, dude. You can mix it, but like you can mix it.
1: I don't think you could go too crazy. I wouldn't use like an ounce of this and an ounce of that, and an ounce of that. Nope, It'd be nice for a, either a highball or something we, like we a good shaken Negroni. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm not gonna even mention the shaken Negroni. Um, if any of you yeah, are bartenders talk uh, shit. If any of talk you are bartenders out there, your butthole just clenched a diamond we um, just went to a political event. we actually did. No we bullshit. Won't, we won't. A good friend of ours is Dave, a candidate. Uh,
2: uh, is a candidate for city council, uh, brother, friend of the podcast. He has been on this podcast. And he will before. again uh, to talk about his candidacy. Yeah, we've cut that deal. So it's happening. But anyways, he had an event at a bar and our good friend, Ty, who is also our dear, dear
1: friend. And is a ma- like master bartender. Comes like, walking no up. Bullshit.
2: And he's got a Negroni in his hand. I'm like, hey, look at you, buddy. Negroni. And he's like, Shaken <laughs> and walks
1: away. And I'm like, oh <laughs>
0: he just <laughs> walks <no>. away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's certain things you don't do. That is one of them. Um anyway. there's
2: an old saying in, in bartender lore that you will shake a baby before you shake a Negroni.
1: <laughs> and I <I'd> applied <laughs> that a to a Manhattan. Yeah. yeah I, of I mean, let's yes. be honest. But that, aside, that um, aside, I this would work in a in a like a two part setup. Like a Manhattan. Um, Highball's a great idea. Uh Highball, though, feels right. That feels right. Some tab
2: or diet barks. And by the way, when we're talking highball, guys, we're talking about mixing something essentially with ice and soda. That's it. You know? I get cute, and I'll I'll throw some bitters on top. Yeah,
1: but I mean, I almost like, uh, that feels like it's almost like you're expecting. Like, if you were to do this with ginger and throw in some, like, coffee bitters or like throwing some ginger bitters or something like that. Yeah. Go nuts. Feel free. If even some like pay shows, like go nuts, because there's um, a cherried element to this as well.
2: A uh, transatlantic bitter mm-hmm. with uh Fernet base to it would great. be really nice. Fantastic. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, You know, but you keep can it f- simple. Don't
1: overthink it now. And also to initially wrap your head around it. I'm really enjoying this on the rocks, diluted a little bit. Me I too. do with most hundred proof, just because I don't want to get blown out of my socks. Um, this is well, we have shit to do. Yeah, amen. <laughs> um, also, very reasonably priced over at wagon wheel. You can get this for forty bucks a bottle, essentially. Yeah. Without mincing words, it's really well made. Um, the best way I can describe it is: there's four grains, and it feels like this thing goes down in four parts almost like a song in the beginning it comes on weeded and smooth or and then goes into a sweetness mid-palate Goes into a malted caramel thing, kind of back mid palate, and then lifts off into rye. It feels like it's a it's a it's a roller coaster that never goes down. It's all up, 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 and then it disappears. Like that rye kind of cuts through the. It feels like that whatever corn, could
2: have been cloying or
1: hundred. Instead of having that natural arc where it's yeah. this roundness, yeah. it literally ends off at its highest point and kind of does. That's it. That's nice. And then I it like burns. It burns on the way down, as you would expect. Um, but really well made, very surprising, well crafted bourbon at forty bucks. I guarantee you, nobody has this on their shelf. Uh, this is great to pick up with one of your boys to go sip for an evening or give as a gift. It's a it's a it's a nice bottle. It's an attractive. It's got that Balvini shape to it.
2: It would be a nice. Uh, I'm not a big cigar guy, but this would be a nice... Fantastic.
1: Ba- this like, would be badass. Tobacco bitters. Yeah. Little Just cigar. Saying. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. I'm not a big cigar guy. I'm not a huge cigar guy. So the last... You're going to enjoy this. I want to so this So a friend of ours... There's not a lot of people who own this type of business. And quite frankly, it has nothing to do with them. This has to do with me. So there's a local cigar, uh, cigar shop in town. Owned by a lovely lady named Courtney. Oh and Courtney it's up on Maine. And it's a really, really lovely cigar shop. They yes. have an extensive selections of all things cigar related, right? From cutters to ashtrays to cigars, obviously. And then downstairs they have their little smoking lounge. And they've got like a Dope ass air filter, and you can watch like football down there. Dope. And it's really fun. Um, so if you're uh, if you are in the area and you enjoy cigars, do you remember the name? Of Durango the store? Smoke Shop. It's Durango Smoke Shop, thank you. And it's like on 29th or 30. It's like up in that area. It's North Maine. It's North Maine. Um Courtney is a doll face. She's a doll, and she's super fun. She's really like, this is her thing. She loves her craft right because yeah. this is a, a section um, you know a sector of society the cigar people I get it it feels like it's almost like a rite of passage as a man to like yeah. have a cigar and a whiskey and, and like, it could be like you know. a little
2: BYOB kind of bring your own yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Thing I'm, I'm sure there's
1: you got to ask permission. but um, Oh, no,
2: you do. You can't just show up. Show
1: up with some booze and yeah. just get drunk downstairs.
2: <laughs> but she's great. Ask Gr- Great thing. She I, knows her shit. She knows what she's talking
1: about. I went there for a cigar launch, so she got her own branded cigars. Yeah. Super cool. They were fantastic. I'm not a cigar guy. Granted, I'm a smoker. I'm a dirty, filthy boy. But cigars are different for me. I... So so how how much of a lightweight I am. I started smoking a cigar in a room of 14 other people smoking cigars. And I got green, bro. Oh, yeah. I ran outside, horked, thought I was like, okay, I'm fine now. Went back downstairs, wasn't really drinking because I was a little oogie. (laughs) Turned sheet white. Yeah. After two hits of a cigar and then boogied out of there again, horked again. I'm like, you know what? I think I gotta go. Yeah, this, I, this might not be my thing, dude. This uh, and guys were in there just in a fucking poker room oh, filled with smoke. And granted, as a smoker, I get it. It's disgusting either way. But man, I can't. Shit, I can't even smoke indoors at a like a place, let alone like. Cigar smoke. It, I know, which it is just like, got me green, dude. Which is kind of a long lost thing, anyways. It really is.
2: It's I very mean, we nostalgic. Have one, we have one place yep. in Durango, Colorado, that was grandfathered in. We have
1: one bar that you can go one to and bar, smoke inside. Smoke inside. Yeah,
2: it is disgusting
1: in the best way,
2: though. In the best way, it's one of the best dive but bars in Durango. It is, but my goodness, when you go to the Roadhouse. <laughs> You wake up the next day feeling like absolute dog shit. And
1: you smell great. And you could have two beers. Oh, you, no. You but, can be there for 45 minutes. But you're going to walk out of there hungover. And you've got to wash everything. Everything. Um, but I love the Chody. I know. I know. I, know. I got We got play pool there many times. I got a soft spot in my heart. We get to get drunk and sing Deftones real loud. Um, and nobody bothers us. It's great uh <laughs> nobody, nobody cares nobody fucks about uh heard a great i'm gonna the song i'm gonna do this week and i'm gonna do a song yeah you heard me right is very tones related oh good well i'm glad you let me know just saying i i tried to <laughs> we were busy at a campaign rally okay i know, I know. god trying to be involved in politics trying stop to it run this podcast <laughs> you brought up something interesting Ooh. um um First and foremost, we're going to do a little tangential uh, conversation about media just to lighten the load. And I think we're going to finish off with a concern that Bobby had. Okay. And it's um, a concern that uneducated people have that seems to be prevalent and not going away. Uh, first things first, we were talking, Sean, actually, Chuddy Buddy, was chiming in about DC versus Marvel and what to expect in the upcoming year. I think he's feeling himself because James Gunn is going to be the Kevin sure. Feige of DC. And that's very him. exciting. Very exciting. He's closing out the Guardians franchise, uh, which is one of the better franchises that Marvel has done, in my opinion, right. uh, by virtue of Universal. It's got universal appeal. People from 8 to 80 can watch that movie and have a good time. That's that's very hard to do. Yep. That being said, what are your thoughts? Because... Uh, well, on paper, it doesn't seem like we're, we can even have a real conversation about this. I,
2: no, I think we could have a real conversation about it. The, the funny thing is, you know me, and Sean and I go back and forth on this. Sure. Um, He's DC, you're Marvel. Y- yeah, we lean one way or the other. We both love the ends of the spectrum.
1: Bloods and Crips.
2: But I made the point today, I was like, you know, honestly, like I think the DC television shows have been really strong.
1: They've been better than... Other things that they've done. And I think
2: predominantly would be uh, um, Peacemaker.
1: Peacemaker
2: and Doom Patrol are both DC properties that I think are both really, really interesting, really fun. Yeah.
1: Peacemaker was one of the best and, shows of last year. And
2: Peacemaker being James Gunn's baby.
1: Just saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. So
2: that if that's the tone that DC is going to set going forward, I think it's going to be a lot of fun.
1: The thing, something to think about that I just thought about. If you look at James Gunn and his style, it's very comic related. Yes. Right? He, uh, Guardians, uh, uh, Peacemaker, very comedy driven. You can't do that for everything. No, you can't. You can't be funny Batman. It doesn't really work. So what do you do with some of the properties like, I mean, Superman, you could do a wink and a nod here and there it's not supposed to be 100% serious never has been yeah but a lot of those other properties that are DC like it's gotta be brooding and dark it can't be fun funny fun
2: that's a really good point I mean and we're talking more about television universe than we are movie universe I mean I think it'd
1: be remiss not to talk about the entire thing yeah
2: I mean the big property right now that is from what I understand being held like the continuity is gonna remain the same is the Batman
1: Right, uh, Robert, the Robert Pattinson, the Batman. new, new.
2: Yeah, like that's going to be, that's going to go on. Matt Reeves is going to continue to kind of be the driving force behind that, which I'm 100% behind. I thought we, that you
1: and great. I both loved it.
2: Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Your lady didn't love it. But, yeah, because we all watched it together. But,
1: we all watched it together. You
2: and I were just like, hell yeah. This hell is yeah. Great.
1: It just felt like it was a real movie. And she gave me one of those... I don't know. <laughs> hey, listen. After Fury Road, Rex has no credibility. No, I'm kidding. I love you, baby. Don't hurt, don't hurt me.
2: She's always got credibility. Yeah. Um, the TV universe is going to be difficult too. I mean, Marvel has. They have a a, a mind of their own. And they seem to all sit down in rooms and talk to each other. Apparently. You know what I mean? Which seems like, I mean, obviously, Feige and um, Favreau to a lesser degree. He's yeah. more Star Wars now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still. Um, but he started the MCU with the Iron Man. Iron Man. You know what I mean? Um, or not started, but you know what I mean. Like he, he kicked he, it off. He kicked it off. Yeah. Um, but now he's more on the um, Filoni, Star Wars side of right. things. Right. So it's more Feige, and... Um, oh, what is the girl's name that did uh, Boba Fett, um, the Asian lady? So fucking... Oh, I forgot. Great, dude. Fuck. Um, but anyways, like...
1: But you can run down the, the, the list of... Over the last year, so DC had as a as a as an umbrella we're not talking about the same guys doing shit in continuity cuz the batman had nothing to do with anything else but as but it was still batman it's still dc property yeah. so outside of like batman and peacemaker last year what else happened that would have been exciting from a D- D- Doom Patrol? Doom Patrol, but the the other property, I which think, hasn't really hit its stride yet, mainstream. But man, it is not going away. But it's not going away. There's enough there, there, where the, it's not going away. The quality there, I That's mean, fantastic. We're we're watching
2: Brendan Fraser, which I think is he's win an Oscar this important year. Important to note, yeah, one hundred percent. He is back, and the reason he got back in the game was Doom, Doom Patrol. Patrol.
1: Yeah, he was, like, Travolta had Pulp Fiction. I know that's a huge leap, but uh, let's be honest. Travolta was dormant for 20 years before Pulp Fiction, and which his second part of his career lasted for another 20 years. Hopefully, Brendan Fraser gets kind of the same, you know. I hope so, too. He man. gets some same steam out of it. I we, I've loved that guy. We grew up with that we guy. We grew up with that guy. What was the, what was the, uh, oh, my God. You, I know you're going to know the name of this. Come on, it was he was the Jew in the Academy. Matt Damon oh, school ties. School ties,
2: Come fucking on. school
1: ties. Who fucking wasn't
2: in that movie? That was amazing. I mean, my God. and it
1: was fucking. And F- Fraser was the star. Matt Damon was in that. I know. Fraser was the star, and you have Affleck. Yeah, yeah Affleck yeah. was in it. Yeah, man. Young Youngins. It was a good movie. It was a fucking awesome movie. I rewatched that like last year or the it's year pretty before. Good. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. It holds up it does hold up I think so from a contextual and a societal standpoint because we're still dealing with uh, anti-Semites <coughs> yay yep um, we're they're st- back they're back uh, now they just feel emboldened to say it out loud okay. whereas they just, just spent years being closeted assholes now <laughs> I guess gee I would think around 2016 all of a sudden people felt emboldened to be racist, bigot, homophobe—I don't know what happened. Anti-Semite. I have no idea what happened. It's weird. What happened? In it's strange, 2000? Some sort of paradigm. Did shift. the Phillies win the World Series? Was that it? <laughs>
2: that was what it was. Oh, yeah. it
1: had to be the Phillies. Yeah. Fuck.
2: I don't even know.
1: Um. Anywho, this leads into the. Um, so what do you? So what do you think? You've got DC and then Marvel.
2: Here's my take. I'll I'll boil it down to this. Here's what I think is going on right now with those two universes. I think that Marvel has a clearer uh, defined vision of where they want all these shows to go. Like if you sign on to create a Marvel show on Disney+, Plus, you're told it's got to end with this. So the next thing goes into this. You know what I mean? It feels but then like, they yeah. give you some leeway. They give you creative control of a lot of parts of it. But it's got to end up in well, the same place. I,
1: I, you can you can almost use kind of a metaphor like you've got to get – from LA to Boston. You got to end up in Boston. On if you want to drive through Texas, yep. go up through the Northwest and over, you're gonna fucking, I don't care how you get there, yeah. but you got to get there on this day yeah. and it's got to be Boston only. And I think that's the best way to manage people, to sure. manage artists. So it feels like even though you have these different showrunners and these different directors and these different creators, They've made an agreement to collaborate yeah. for an overarching story. Kevin Feige, through he must be an amazing person to be in a room with because yeah. he has these powerful yeah. people all agree that this is the best course of direction. This is it. This and is what we're doing. And that's why Marvel is Marvel right now. And DC is DC. DC's been floundering for 20 years. They've had really bright spots. Sean brought up The first Wonder Woman. We don't need to talk about the second one. Uh, The first Wonder Woman. Superman. Henry Cavill. Um, Solid work. Solid work. Uh, They've had some really high moments. We mentioned Peacemaker. And they take chances. Yeah, they They, do. They
2: roll some dice. And I think that's kind of admirable in a way.
1: Yeah, but it's almost like a. I, I, it's not a calculated roll of the dice.
2: <laughs> it's no, a it literal
1: isn't. roll of the dice. But
2: I mean, like that second Suicide Squad film that Gunn did. Like, yeah, dude, where does that fit?
1: I don't know. It doesn't.
2: But also, it was awesome, and it was it a was fucking so much fun fucking movie. Fun. See, not the s- Birds of Prey thing was again.
1: Fun. I go back to James Gunn. Can he do a serious movie?
2: Yeah, I don't know.
1: Because that's a good question. Some of those characters are not fucking funny.
2: And you could go back to Marvel and talk about Taika Watiti and what happened yeah. with uh, Love and Thunder, which wow. Can
1: I be honest with you? As, you. as much as I love Christian Bill yeah. in that I thought he was great. I love the character. Loved him. Um, in I I don't want to use the word, but insulting. I yeah. Silly? silly not in a good way cuz no. Ragnarok was silly as balls perfect and the tone of that was perfect perfect balance what happened i don't
2: know um i really don't know i i there's moments in that movie that are great but there are moments in that movie that are so cringe worthy and <sighs> like oh what are we doing stop and it did nothing
1: i never like finished it
2: it did nothing to further the cause
1: so that being said, Marvel's had some fucking... They've shit the bed, too, sometimes. Yeah. It hasn't been all golden beauty. Look at the so Eternals. let's talk about
2: television with Marvel.
1: Okay. Um, they've been kind of laying dick. I mean, they've been slinging it, dude.
2: What do you think about, like, in this overall continuity, I don't think Hawkeye delivered a lot.
1: I I think that was the least impactful series of the bunch. I would agree with that. But I, it wasn't bad. It's not bad. It just wasn't impactful but like, as. But why? Why did we even do it? I mean, you put it against Moon Knight. Which was great. Miss Marvel. Great. Dude, Winners, the Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. I thought that was fucking. I liked it. It got a little meta and it got a little yeah. up its own ass, kind of. But it was still impactful. The one thing I'll say about Falcon and Winter Soldier, it was one of
2: those properties where it was very obvious what we were doing. Mm. What we were doing was this is the moment we're going to turn the shield over to somebody. Right. And we saw that from episode one. Of and we we're like, all right, get to it. No. You know what I, I mean? No, and,
1: and I, it, there's kind of a really beautiful simplicity to that. Not yeah. everything has to be a head-scratching twist turn. It's okay to go down a path and know where you're going. Right. As long as it's done well. And that was, it wasn't insulting the way they did it. They had a very emotional last episode. It was very powerful yeah. and uh, important in a weird way for that realm. I'm just saying, like, you look at the last year of Marvel's what they put out as series, Loki, fucking dude, it, they've yeah. been
2: killing. I, it, wanted, I wanted to talk about Loki in the context of this conversation because we are going to get. Damn. Um, the second season of Loki. And Loki introduced Kang the Conqueror, which is going going to be the big baddie.
1: Jonathan Major, dude. Going forward. Jonathan Major.
2: Yeah. He's awesome. He's the guy. Like, he's going to be the new Thanos, basically. Basically.
1: And the Kang is fun, because he's kind of a dick. Yeah. He's a sarcastic dick.
2: But he's a, a... He's got a little anti-hero to him, too. Yeah, he's
1: playful. Yeah. It's not... Thanos was... Ugh, ugh, yeah. Thanos. Like, but,
2: you know, he kind of got where Thanos was coming from, too. I kinda, think we can No... I would love to kill half of us. I just want to be able to pick which half.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It can't be random. And I know the half I want to get. No. Um, But no, we we have that to look forward to, and we all know what's going to happen. Loki 2 is a big one. We've got Ant-Man and Wasp as a movie. We've got a lot of of interesting stuff that's going to happen from a Marvel standpoint. And
2: and I think King is a big part of Ant-Man and Wasp. Yes, it
1: is. Because they travel, they go quantum verse. Yeah. Here's where we get into I, some shit.
2: From what I understand, what we're gonna get from Marvel TV wise going forward is gonna uh, one big one is gonna be Agent or uh, Captain Carter,
1: Captain Carter, which right. in,
2: was introduced in um, multi, uh, the multiverse, uh, the, Doctor, the multiverse of madness, Doctor Strange film. Great character, yeah. Haley Atwell's fucking awesome, yeah. I'm, I'm it's fun. That. Yeah. It's fun. Super fun. Um, obviously, Loki 2. Daredevil. They're coming with...
1: Let's go.
2: Rebooting... Or not rebooting, but they're reigniting the Netflix Daredevil.
1: That was very over, overlooked as yes. a series. Yes. That was a fucking cool series, It, man. it was... Cool. D'Onofrio is fucking kingpin. DiNofrio is fantastic, and now is
2: he's canon. He's in the he's MCU. in the MCU. Is I love the it. Kingpin, and I, who doesn't love D'Onofrio, dude? So I'm really hoping what we're gonna get from Marvel Television this year is gonna be. We've already been doing some street level stuff, yeah, but I really want like a, like an actual like street level Defenders style. <sighs>
1: you know what I mean? Well, they're gonna do the eternal the the Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Captain Marvel, yeah. all the all different the, It's Captain gonna Marvel. be all the basically the female powerhouses. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Which is gonna be cool. That's pretty cool. DC is gonna counter with not that it's a competition, but it kinda is. Gonna well, that's counter why we're with talking about it. The Peacemaker second yeah. Great. season. Great. Which Bring it. if you Bring ever it. watch that, and I don't even care if you like superheroes. This was just fucking awesome, man. Um Peacemaker we, has the greatest opening credits in
2: the history of television. Perhaps. And it's not our I don't think it's an argument. I would have to do some research. But we would have to that's gonna be hard but, to beat. But the second you sit down and you're like, well, let me take a look, you're like, it's already it's, it's already the best.
1: Of, it's kind of amazing. It wins. Kind of amazing. It's amazing. It has an eagle. Yeah. Um Eagly. Eagly really went out on a limb with that name. Um I can't wait for that. That was one of the funnest shows of last year for me. I just hope they come with some other stuff that we don't know about yet. Yeah, I hope that they come with some like deep cut or some. I don't know, man. I I, well, I, I just hope Disney. Disney's got all the money in the world.
2: Let's talk about DC. Spend for a it. Second. DC's future is a little cloudy. Yeah, Gunn is coming in. They have gotten rid of Ezra Miller, who was Thank their, God their Flash, who is now
1: who been, was great when he was sane,
2: but famously been canceled because he's just a fucking
1: cult leader psycho, psycho yeah. cult leader yeah
2: um henry Cavill, who i thought was fine as superman um, i like henry Cavill. is now like out of all those properties
1: weirdly He's enough
2: moved on to like doing a warhammer thing which whatever i don't know yeah we'll see how that goes cool. I mean, video game adaptations are always super successful yeah so that's gonna work out great <laughs> that um, sounds but he like he was killing it in The Witcher. You know? Dude, Witcher was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's out of the Witcher. Uh, the Liam Hemsworth is taken over his role in, in the Witcher. I don't like it. I don't like
1: it either. I was starting to really enjoy that. So I don't
2: know type. what they're going to do. Like, obviously, you have some tentpole characters like Wonder Woman. You just has got to be part of this. I
1: mean, well, how could you not?
2: Gal Gadot is, Wonder Woman is perfect, kind of fucking perfect. But you dude, can't even get away from that. Even
1: as bad as I thought Aquaman was. Momoa, but Momoa is, is a Aquaman. great Aquaman. Bring it, yeah. But another slow motion shirt taking off on a pier. I, I you know, <laughs> he's a good looking guy. We all he know is this. He's a good looking guy. He's a sexy man. I don't need to see it every opportunity. It's egregious. That being said, because the story was dog shit. But they're going to need to find their feet underneath them or Disney may just go, go fuck yourselves. We're going to do another fucking uh, Moana and you guys can suck my dick because they're going to make 10 times the money on that than they will trying to fucking breathe life into a fucking flash. Moana was pretty great. Was, that's my point. It's pretty great. That's my point. Why don't you do Frozen 3 and Aquaman can suck my dick? From a financial standpoint, why wouldn't yeah. you do that as a company? I know. They've already shelved Batgirl. I mean, yeah, they, they don't give Batgirl. a shit.
2: God, they shelved Legends of Tomorrow. Yep. Um, Titans is done. Yeah.
1: Which, thank God. Uh, yeah, I don't know. DC's, How dare you took hours it, out of my life.
2: I, it took us 45 minutes to get here, but DC is a fucking mess. It's a mess. And we would hope that James Gunn, who is a fucking crazy talented dude. Very I talented. I love his work. I agree. And I hope he can bring some sort of cohesion to it. But you brought up the point of you can't just be goofy and fucked off with everything. People like superhero movies. And they want their superhero yes. movies to be... They want them to mean something. Yeah. Infinity War is great because it closed an arc that we'd all been watching for 10 years. That's why it was great. And did it beautifully.
1: And did it beautifully. My point is, you can't make... I mean, as goofy as the Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, Batman was, there was moments of darkness in that. Yeah. That were real. Like, there were some dark moments in that. Even though we were kids, you can't do goofy, goofball, goofball. Goofy Goobers fucking Batman. So I hope Yeah. You know. Batman's Batman. You gotta make him Batman. Gotta make him Batman. Standard brother. set. Buddy. Just saying. All right. Any hoosle. Did you uh, or did we burn time on that? Or can we get oh, into I think your we're good. can we get into your Oh biggest, do you
2: want to take ten minutes or five minutes? Let's
1: let's do ten or five minutes on this because Bobby was pretty heated up on this. We were going throwing darts out on the fucking balcony and We started just talking about what we're going to talk about, which is we're wanting to do. Let's do this.
2: Let's take a break. We'll... Come
1: back with that and then a song. We'll
2: come back with that. We'll come back with a call to arms and then call to action. And we'll talk a little, a five-minute, maybe ten-minute thing. And then we'll play your song and uh, we'll We'll wrap up. We'll fucking wrap
1: it and crap it. It's dead. Dead. It's
2: dead. Guys, Reach out to the Whiskey Reel 970 426
1: 5344. Old Man
2: Bladder 970 426 5344. Leave us a text, leave us a voicemail. Reach out to Whiskey at gmail.com. You We're guys are all the slacking, socials. Slacking, Slacking. You know, we are the kings of street feedback.
1: Yeah, you know what? And I appreciate the face-to-face interactions that we receive because we do get that quite a bit, and it's great. Um, you guys don't like picking up a phone or doing a <laughs> single thing that ruins the pace of your day. You I understand. just don't. I get it. You know what? And so what you're telling us is we're doing everything perfect. Exactly. By not telling us things, you're saying, you know what, guys? I couldn't have done it any better, so thanks. By the way, you're right. <laughs> you were super good at this. Yeah, fucker.
2: <laughs> All right, so real quick, like, real I, quick, like, I yesterday, um, Lisa Marie Presley passed away very tragically at a very young age. She's only a couple years young, older than us. Fifty four. Yeah. She, um, Elvis's daughter, for Elvis's daughter, that just passed away of cardiac arrest. Married to Michael Jackson at one point. At one point, that yeah. was a weird moment in time. That was fucking that was weird. Very fucking strange Woo. moment in time. Um, two weeks ago, we had the very tragic events surrounding uh, Damar Hamlin, who Ooh. collapsed, basically died on the field.
1: Was brought back to life and is now doing great. He's doing great. Bless Allah. I
2: could not help but notice that there is a segment of our population that has associated these events to vaccinations and the COVID vaccination mandates. Yeah. And I am. Denny taught me the word apoplectic <laughs> um, and how to properly use it. Yeah. And ap- this makes me apoplectic. It's, this makes me want to throw my phone through a window. It's uber mad. To curve. come out and say when you're, I don't know, Kevin Sorbo, and, <laughs> and with all of your medical expertise, and come out and say, well, yeah. it's
1: definitely the jab. He went to Conan University. Yeah, he did. He's a mm-hmm. master's. He is, uh, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> a doctorate. Him and John
2: Schneider. I just... I don't understand what these people are thinking, and it led me down a path. Mm -hmm. It led me down a path where I was like, well, on one hand, you have a group of people that are coming out and saying that, well, if someone that is a progressive is trying to govern, then they are the most incomprehensibly incompetent Useless people
1: that can't get anything done. So coming from the right, this is from a a right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. People that lean heavy right tend to say the Democrats are incompetent. They don't know what they're doing. They're screwing up everything.
2: Exactly. But. But on the (laughs) other hand, they have managed to pull off this series of grifts which would require... Next level planning and coordination, like putting together a vaccine. Worldwide collaboration. Worldwide worldwide collaboration. With every country. Yeah. And you can narrow it down to our country. You could talk about election fraud. Somehow the Democrats are so adroit at pulling off election fraud (laughs) that they... Um, just wait until the results are in and then they just go win, right? Because a Republican can't lose unless a Democrat is cheated. Right. Except Except there's a huge disconnect and a huge hypocrisy hypocrisy that is coming along with this because how can we be so incompetent as a people but also manage to pull off global conspiracies to a level that is
1: changing the world? and the the thing that strikes me when you say that which is a very good point you can't be brilliant and stupid at the same time the the beautiful part and trump said it the uneducated are my people and i'm not that's an in, not an indictment on the people that vote for trump that's from your leader's mouth not from mine yeah. the the beauty of building a dual narrative that nobody that believes in it has the ability to connect. Right, is that no matter what happens, you can lean on one or the other. Right, when the Dems win, they're a masterful Machiavellian cabal, which is code for Jewish. Um, <laughs> yes, it, it it's is. like global, yes, globalist, is. If or if they say cabal, they mean, or George Soros. It yeah. just means Jewish. Yeah, or or as George Santos likes to say, Jew ish. Um, it it either falls into it allows them to build a narrative after a win or a loss to explain away the bad parts they've they've managed to create parallel universes that regardless of an outcome of a decision of a comment they can literally pick and choose from each universe to fit their narrative it, it is so disingenuous, and this is why I was saying to Bobby, I'm like, this is very upsetting. It's been upsetting for going on three years about this misinformation. Um, thanks, Elon Musk. You're doing a great job with the misinformation. Yeah. Uh, that That's what makes it so frustrating, because because of this dual universe that they seem to have one foot in this dimension and one foot in that... It's really difficult to talk to people that are on the right, which I would love to be able to do. The problem is they throw, they gish gallop, which is a term used where they throw 50 pieces of information out there. And it's impossible to get through all 50 pieces of information and refute it. There's just not enough time. So they always come to the table in bad faith. They don't come to the table in good faith. And what I mean by that is when you have a disagreement with somebody, right? And you're genuinely coming to the table going, I believe X, you believe Y, let's talk this out. You're willing to concede points. You're willing to understand the the ideologies of the other person and come to some sort of, even if it's a tacit agreement, even if it's a just, we agree to disagree agreement, They come to the table with the full knowledge that they are not changing their mind, despite if you show them video of the very thing you're talking about happening, if you show them data from an overwhelming amount of scientists, they simply don't want to have their mind changed for whatever reason. It's comfortable. Um, There's a lot of uh, psychologists that are at this point saying that these people um, are are people that are typically not l- like listened to or approached as uh, the best of their field. So it's it, how good does it feel as a person to think you know something nobody else knows? Yeah. It's a very attractive psychological stand. You're so in on it. You're in on it. So these people think they're in on some this. Crazy secret knowledge that isn't secret that isn't substantiated. It, it, there's a, I believe there's a genuine psychosis. I do too. Going hundred percent, and I don't know how guys like us can help.
2: Yeah, because the thing is, I could meet you halfway on a lot of your viewpoints. I could, I, I could sit down and tell you, I think that Democrats are, I mean, I don't identify.
1: Dude, Pelosi's a corporate whore. Yeah. Fucking Biden is not... has Dude, Biden put forth the fucking crime bill, which has been one of the worst bills ever passed in America. Like, they have huge knocks against them.
2: They're the most infuriating, frustrating group of people that I know because I expect
1: more. But show me a Republican that can say the same about their party. Yeah. That's the difference.
2: I, I... Get it, but also I can't concede the point that the de- Democrats are also so fucking good at this game that the, they're fucking stealing elections and they're losing like, the House. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they
0: stole elections they're just s- enough to,
2: to lose power.
1: They're so good at what they do that they're leading you into a false sense of security. Of they are. by losing the House. Uh, 100%. You see what they're doing because nobody else does. This is watermelons gross. Really? It's not bad. Okay, we're drinking Bucci's. And for you that don't know what a Bucci is, go back and listen (laughs) to some other episodes because you suck. This is watermelon with hints of basil and sea salt. Watermelon and salt, watermelon, basil are kind of peanut butter and jelly things to do with cocktails. Um, So I get why they did it. Why do you not like this?
2: I don't know. I, I don't think I like flavored watermelon stuff.
1: Ew. You know what the thing is? I have the same thought process when it comes to um, grape, dude. So grape soda is well, grapes. Kind, grape, grape soda is kind of weird. It doesn't taste like grapes. Nothing tastes like fi- flavored grape, and the same with watermelon. It's this weird accelerated watermelon flavor yeah. that nobody can just make something taste like watermelon. No. Do you want to know what the worst flavor is? Well, watermelon barely tastes like anything. It shouldn't. There is a watermelon flavor, but it's subtle. It's It's delightful. It's not a Jolly Rancher. It's delightful. It's delightful. The worst flavoring, the worst combo, or the most douched out flavor combo ever. It's getting there, but you can still do it well. Okay. Kiwi strawberry. Oh, yeah. Get over it. Stop it. Stop it. Fucking Snapple ruined that 30 years ago. Oh, my God. Knock it off. Oh, you, you key uh, strawberry! People. You said you had a song. I have a song, and it ties back into something we were talking about earlier. I was watching a video. Well, first I found this song, and I'm a big fan of the group. We've done one of their songs in the past, um, but I was watching one of my favorite stations to watch on YouTube is Punk Rock MBA. It's this dude named Finn, uh, and we actually have—he's actually liked one of our. Posts. Oh, nice. So there. Because we referenced him in a video he did, The Worst Fans. Oh, yeah. And we were half of those fans that of was every amazing. group. Uh <laughs> the, He did a video r- very recently calling Why the Deftones Have Changed Music Forever. And it was coming from a really, I mean, this guy's, he's RH. He's been in, involved in like New York Underground and like he knows his rock. He really, really does. And it was it was awesome to see him go through the whole discography of Deftones and talk about how important they are and how they exploded out of a scene that they were confined to and became something so much more than what they were Man. and how important their influence has become on rock in general, specifically metal and shoegazy sort of rock. They They were one of the first ones to make it okay to be emotional and melodic and emotional mo- and, and hyper melodic and downbeat uh quoting chino you don't have to play fast to be heavy yeah um and we you as you guys know by now bobby and i are it's it's one of my top three groups of all time they've been called the Radiohead of metal uh th- and that's only because their genre shifting is unfollowable They'll go from left to right to center constantly, but it's always Tones. There's a new group that came out. Uh, they started about five years ago. I played a song from them about a year ago. The band is called Sleep Token, and we did a song called The Offering. And it was... They've been kind of indirectly tied to Deftones because of the dynamic of their musics and the melodic the the, the melodic nature of their music that uh, the singer, and they've got a great backstory. They're like very cultish with their fans. The singer's called Vessel. The fans are called Vessels. Nobody knows who they are. The drummer's called Drummer God. There's no names, no faces. Nobody knows who they are. There's a lot of like, you know, um, back scene, like, who are these guys? It's this guy. It's ask that guy. It's, it's kind of cool. It's very mysterious. Uh, they call, you know, their little meetings, you know, they call it the ritual and coming. So they're, they're building this kind of mythos behind sure. them and they're doing it well. Uh, the drummer, the musicians in this are filthy. They're filthy good. The singer, um, I and I might. It, What's the song called? So I'm looking. Oh, I'm sorry. The song, it's brand new. It dropped about a week ago. It's called The Summoning. Yeah, I mean. uh, and they are, they're a lot of hype. Even Finn, punk rock NBA, was like, this is the next big thing. There's a lot of metal guys that are pretty hardcore fucking roll that are listening to this going, like, this is. They're taking what the deftones done, what kind of like quicksand, that post hardcore. F- Feel they're taking elements of the shoe gaze, loud, quiet, loud, metal, orchestrated, dynamic, melodic, and they're this is the next evolution of it. I love it. Uh, it's beautiful, in my opinion. Hopefully, Bobby will listen to more of the song than just the blurb you're gonna hear. But please, if you're a fan of rock and you're a fan of like soulful music, uh, give them a chance. It, it, it's they're All the songs are this good. It's crazy. But they're going to be a very big thing on this next album drop. So might as well get ahead of the curve.
2: Okay, (laughs) that's fucking awesome. I'm gonna bring up another band. Great, dude. A little, maybe a lesser band, but someone they. Oh my god, dude! That bridge is Seven Dust, like early Seven Dust. But aren't we talking
1: all parts of the same body?
2: Is of course. Seven Dust does not exist without Deftones.
1: And LeJean LeJean had one of the better voices in all of quote-unquote new metal, which, thank God, is getting respect now as we have 20 years to look back on it because it was looked at as a joke. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it wasn't metal, it wasn't rock, it was very gimmicky. And when I say new metal, we mean corn and there was a lot of bands that didn't really stand the test of time. Yeah. OTEP,
2: corn. Even OTEP was kinda
1: out yeah. of the new metal Papa Roach, like the, Yeah. All that kind Straight of up. stuff. Yeah. Straight yeah. up. Yeah. That was part um, of the movie. That first
2: Seven Dust album I thought was actually fucking great.
1: You know who recorded that? No. The guitar player of Twisted Sister. Are you fucking discovered serious? Discovered them. That first album was pretty dope. It's dope. It's pretty dope. It's a great... It, for that genre. Now, they granted.
2: became shit. They're... <laughs> they're That's on. Little- <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that first album was really fucking cool. It, they have a song called Bitch.
1: Oh, yeah. On that album. is just badass. Dude. It's, it's so badass. Seven us, great. But again... We're talking about the dynamicism, the loud, quiet, loud, the orchestrated, soft shoegazy into the scream, out of the scream. And man, Sleep Token is, these guys are masterful musicians. No,
2: I'm definitely going to listen to more of this. I like it a lot.
1: And it's all, it's, and I hate to use the word because it's been douched just like Nu Metal has. This is true like emo, yeah, and what I mean for that, it's it's emotive, yeah. it's emotional. There's something that happens when you listen to this band loud in a pair of earphones. Yeah, you, f- it, try if you feel something. Yeah, and what else could you want from your music? I think it's fucking
2: great, dude. Hell yeah, I love it. Well, it's about that time, my friend.
0: It's. <laughs>
2: Every every fucking week. I know. Every week I gotta edit edit this. Every week. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, it's fine. It's fine. Um, We usually, at this time, clutch our pearls of wisdom. We do. Who's going first, buddy? I don't know. I don't have Um, anything... All right, I'll go first. But I'll tell you, Uh, I will. When life is endlessly kicking you square in your perineum... (laughs) Not even your nuts. <laughs> I, I look. I've had a week Dude, right in the gooch. You, you know how my I know week's, your week's been. been rough. It's been a whole fucking thing. I know, and I have endeavored. I will say that. Yeah, I. I, I get up every day. I've been actually getting up early. Been going to jobs, doing work, um, being a goddamn grown up. But it's hard sometimes, man. Because like you're like fuck. I don't even like. I have those moments. I'll wake up at like three thirty a.m. and oh, I'm yeah. already full panic mode. The anxiety I'm has panicked. panicking. Yeah, um, and I'm like, there's been a couple of times this week. I'm like, I, I got to text Aaron right now. I got to talk to him. I got, you know what I mean? Like, being, like just being an adult up. is fun. Yeah. Oh my
1: god. So much fun.
2: Wow. <laughs> so I don't know what my pearl wisdom is coming out of that, except that like that's going to happen. Yeah. Life is going to fuck you up sometimes. Yeah. Man. And all you can do, it's a cliche, but you put one foot in front of the other and you just keep fucking going, dude. Like all you can do is keep going. Cause I could just stay in bed. There's no alternative though. Until ultimately. until they come and take me out until of that. Until they place, come and take me out. Yeah. I could just stay in bed. But I'm I've, deciding to take my little victories. Yeah, and keep grinding, brother. Keep grinding, grind. It's it's. I'm on my grind. See, and that's
1: the problem. <laughs> no, honestly, we've over the last ten years. Bobby and I grew up in the '80s, which was the decade of over the top opulence, right? Like we grew up thinking that you know, fast money, fast cars, fast women. It was encouraged. It was encouraged to cheat people in finance. I'm not even kidding. Um, You were looked at one of the good guys if you were just shredding people for money. Go watch Bill Murray and Scrooged. I just watched that recently. That was the attitude of the 80s. It was to excel at all costs, and if you win, you're doing great. It doesn't matter who you've hurt along the way. Over the years, I think guys our age, and I know a lot of you out there are our age, it's not fun anymore, man, uh, to hurt people and to get up any leg possible. I'm willing to take a step back and down if it means that I can sleep at night. Because much like Bobby, I was waking up every night at 3 a.m. with every bad thing I've ever done going through my head. And what am I going to do tomorrow? And I th- that is no way to live, sir. Um, So the faster you can get yourself out of that, the better, regardless of what you have to do to do that. I don't care if it's go to a resort, go to a fucking meditative thing, do a manual labor job. Sometimes that burns off weird energy in your brain. Soak in a hot tub. Soak in a hot tub. Do whatever you need to do. Do some yoga. That is not a good place to be. And I lived yeah. there for a long time. Yeah. I just refuse to live there anymore. Um, and that in and of itself causes anxiety. <laughs> so here we are. But it's all about management.
2: It's right? sad, dude, because we're talking to people that are doing the same thing. Yeah. That's the world we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Um If you want to buy something really expensive and nice, buy them a fucking carton of eggs. Because I think that's
1: awesome. They're 18 bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean. Well, post pandemic, we should have you know BC AD and PP. Post pandemic, yeah. We market is year two of post pandemic. Yeah. Um. It, cha- it 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 brought a realization to most people. It brought um an understanding of what's important and what it isn't. Um. There's a lot of people. We've never had more people out of work than yeah. we've had right now. Yet the GDP isn't losing. No. Uh, the, the the unemployment rate is low, super low. I will say as somebody that has been testing the job market over the last few months, there's a lot of jobs out there if all you want to do is just work. Yeah. There's a lot of opportunity for people to just simply work. If you're looking for something that won't cause you to wake up at 3.30 with anxiety attacks, those jobs are a little harder to find. Yeah. But if you want to, you know, I always say, you know, if you want to dig graves or wash dishes, dude, the world's your oyster. Nobody wants to do that. I'm just saying, if you have a requirement in your life, we've all been there. I've done it more times than I care to talk about. But I'm saying people are being a lot more choosy and decisive about what they do because they understand the trade off now. We grew up in the...
2: Yeah, COVID brought a huge fucking wave of perspective that has changed. There's been a shift in the way people look at work. Yeah. Because we found out what real fucking misery was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Being stuck in your home and being stuck, blah, blah, blah. But also we discovered, oh, you can make a living not just grinding through... 60 hours a week. 60 hours a week and blah, 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 right? So it changes things.
1: Which is not great for people that are CEOs, COOs, and CFOs because they need those people that are willing to sell their soul. Of course they do. Those people aren't around as much. So let's see how they choose to operate their business without the people that were willing to die for the business. Yeah. Let's see what you do now because you may have to roll up your sleeves and do the goddamn work yourself. And also... I really want to dig some graves.